Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. It is our favourite part of Fridays and it is Taz Racing Talk, Brown Dog. Uh, good to be with you on this uh, Friday and a bit chilly this morning, but uh, looking forward to a big weekend of racing. Another and long weekend, Sammy. We're yeah. back to back. It's a beauty, isn't it? Yeah, I thought... Uh, the long weekend, obviously, last week due to Easter and four-day week. And then, bang, another one this week with Anzac Day Monday. I think it's magnificent. Oh, I'm a big believer. I know that in the Nordic countries, I think it was um, maybe Denmark or uh, one of those countries, four-day weeks are, are a thing, right? Really? Yep. Right. Yep. You're allowed to choose 36 hours of work for the for the week, but you can do it over as many days as you want. So if you want to work the traditional five, you do. But if you say to the the boss, oh, I'm doing my 36 hours over the four days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. they have to, law, make it happen. Is that right? Isn't that a good, isn't that good? Yeah, it's Pro- a good. Productivity's good. gone through the roof. Um, their economy has gone through the roof because people are going out for dinners Thursday nights. Yeah. They're traveling around the Nordic states, spending on weekends and Airbnbs. Yeah. Maybe we could... Uh, Maybe we could make it a thing here. Well, when, be one of the election promises. When, when you go from political dog to to big dog, uh, running <laughs> running the joint, uh, I think bring it in, dog. Bring it in. <laughs> Lad broke it together with mates mode. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 Uh Thanks to Ladbrokes who sponsored this show, Taz Racing Talk, which we will go for the next hour. And we have Richard Bear Robertson on the line, and he's a prominent Tassie thoroughbred owner. Richard or Bear, how do you get a name like that, Bear? I'm, obviously, uh, size-wise, you're, you're the size of a bear. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I'm six foot two and a hundred kilos, but I just got nicknamed the bear when I played footy back in the day. It's a little bit slow, they reckon, so it stuck with me for 25 years. Are you an aggressive brown bear or are you more a polar bear? Big, big cuddly oh, animal. Bit of both browning. You know what it's like sometimes. You get a bit of white line fever every now and then, but generally I'm pretty cuddly. Yeah, bloody oath. Um, now, you've got a lot of horses. Uh, just before we ask you about your... Um, your chances on Sunday. How many have you got uh, across the board and who do you think's been your, your best horse that you've ever owned? Well, does this go to my missus's uh, phone or radio before I answer that? Or? We'll, we'll switch to Wi-Fi off for the next uh, 10 minutes. <laughs> no, I mean, at the moment, I'm in about eight or nine, just small shares. Um, I've been with Scotty Brunton now for about 15 years. Um, the inevitable would, would have been my best over yep. the journey, so... Um, been pretty lucky though. Like I've got a share of Mandela effect, Hella, Galenus, first accused. So, you know, Scotty steered me into the good one. So, um, you know, it's just a bit of fun and 
got a heap of mates that have come in over the journey, so we've had some good times as well. Yeah. Uh, the the Brunton name is, uh, well, it's famous, isn't it, in Tassie Racing? It's a good racing name uh, overall, that's for sure. And uh, obviously cl- close ties with Scotty then, um, yeah, t- takes you a long way to getting the right ones, uh, especially for over there in Tassie. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I met Scotty when he was a young kid when he used to bet underage at the Elwick Gallop back <laughs> when his mum and his dad was training from out there. So, um, and then he, he actually came along to footy training there for a little bit early on, but he didn't last too long there. So, um, you know, we've been mates for over 20 years and he's really good to me. Like he'll steer me into the right ones, which I've been able to syndicate quite a few out as well along the way. So it's sort of, it's probably in his best interest to steer me in the decent ones. So then I don't crop too much crap from the boys that come in. So, um, yeah, they're very, very good trainer. And, you know, you put yourself with one of the best, you're going to have some success. You mentioned Mandela Effect uh, being a magnificent horse. Obviously, the 12 wins now over a, a long 41 career starts. Um, you would have been happy with the return to form last week at, at Caulfield because uh, since he came across to the, the mainland, uh, those first couple of runs at Flemington and Bendigo just didn't go to plan. But bounce back into into third in that Group 3 was magnificent. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I was over there on All-Star Mile Day and he's the first horse beat. I thought, geez, what a long way to come to be gone at the 800. Um, yeah, but the other day, like, he actually gave me a massive through. I thought at 150, he's nearly going to pull it, peel off their backs and go past them at the hundreds, which would have been a, a lovely little result. But, um, you know, as you say, he's, he's won over 700,000 and he'll stay with Paddy Payne now. And I think there's a race at Flemington or thereabouts in a couple of weeks' time, which I'm sure will be more than competitive with as well. Uh, Patrick, he's obviously a great trainer and, and yeah, he's good. Um, well, he's a man of few words, isn't he, Bear? He's, he, he's sort of... Um, We've just, never been able to get him on here. Just, Maybe Ben's has, but he won't speak to us. Just just get... just. Uh, we'll, we'll pull it. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it for uh, when we really, when we re- really, really need him, dog. I reckon I reckon uh, I can... I reckon he's I like can, Kaiser Sosa. I reckon I can get exist. him over the line. But you reckon? He's... Ah, uh, yeah, well, and do you know what? Fair play, because uh, he just... Patrick just... Uh, well, he just roll, runs his own race, doesn't he? And, love and he, He's... Uh, I think... Um, have you been out to his setup there, Bear? We're out at Rockbank. Uh, it's a great, great setup. Yeah, I was lucky enough a couple of years ago when Mandela was over there. So, um, yeah, I've been out there a couple of times. It's awesome. But it's funny you say that he's hard to get hold of. Like uh, our syndicate manager with Mandela, we just get a one or two line um, answer that he's spoken <laughs> to Patrick and the horse as well, and we'll run a good race, and that's it. So, um, you know, man, a few words, but, you know, he's, he's a really good trainer. and Everyone in the syndicate's happy that he's got the horse now for it for the short term. Can you imagine when you get the uh, when you get the message and it says load up? Uh, Patrick just says two <laughs> words, load up. <laughs> you know I'll let you boys know. <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of loading up, you've got um, some really nice chances on Sunday in Hobart. We'll start in in race number two where you've got a couple of runners move like Jagger. That's very very consistent, but uh, hasn't been able to quite break the maiden yet. Great name by the way, and. And also He's Nico, named after you, I think. yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and Nico, the uh, the great as well. Um, what are you expecting in race two? Yeah, I mean they're both uh, they're both been reasonably consistent without winning a race. Um, they're obviously they're probably uh, the bookmakers that love those horses because they've started favourite nearly every start and they haven't won. So um, I think Nico will improve from the run. Um, obviously, first up, he hasn't raced for a while. Move like Jagger, Erica Burnberg takes over, so she takes a couple of kilos off or a kilo and a half off his back, which hopefully helps. Um, they've been saying that he needs 1,200 to 1,400 for a couple of starts now, so 
hopefully he's competitive, but it is a pretty tough race. I mean, Scotty's got 70, I think. Um, so <laughs> we might back the outsider in the field there, which Scott trains, which quite often can happen down here. <laughs> uh, you've got Keeper's Touch in race six. Yeah, he uh, he trialled the other day. He's a little bit disappointing, but he's had a grass gallop um, in between from when he had the trial. Um, and Tegan Keys, who does a bit of work on him, is pretty happy with him. So might be just a little bit short of his best distance. But, um, you know, if he was running in the first sort of four, he'd be pretty happy, especially with 60 kilos. First accused in race seven? Yeah, I'm keen on him. Um, I think he could has the potential... To be one of the better horses in Tassie, uh, he won last start by about five. So if he wins on Sunday over 1,200 with 61, then the world's his oyster, I think. So um, if he's getting the chocolates on Saturday, uh, Sunday, I think he's really a horse you can follow um, going forward. And this horse, uh, Bellow Bow, that's, uh, that you've got in the, in the showdown tomorrow, that's going to be a good race. Yeah, the Tassie horse, yeah, yeah. Bellow Bow. Um, obviously, Wayne Roser owns him on his own and, uh, you know, the form's been pretty good. I mean, he was pretty unlucky at Mooney Valley the other night. So, um, you know, Brendan obviously needs just a bit more luck or good luck from the draw tomorrow. And I uh, heard this morning Dean Lester's tipped Bellow Bow. So that probably gives you a bit of confidence that, you know, a horse from Tassie is going to be competitive when he tips it. Yeah, we always love seeing uh, the horses that do really well down in, in Tasmania come to the mainland and, and measure up. And you've had that with the inevitable and with the, the retirement of a couple of the stars uh, last spring. Um, we're sort of waiting to see which uh, which is going to be the next superstar out of Tassie Racing. Do you think Bello Bow could be the one, or are there, are there another couple that you've got your eye on that you think um, you know can really go on to bigger and better things? Yeah, I reckon there's probably a couple. I think Bello Bow, and there's another two-year-old Adam Trinidad Chains called Jaguar Stone. I reckon it's got plenty of upside, and I reckon you can see it on the mainland in the next 12 to 24 months. But Probably another couple, Alpine Wolf, who won the Guineas pretty comprehensively last year. I reckon it's a horse that's got massive upside. You know, I reckon a horse like uh, race like the Rupert Clark later in the year of 1400 will be just up its alley. And I know I've got the owner bias hat on here, but I think first accused is a horse that um, we can all follow going forward. You know, he's lightly raced and plenty of upside there. So I think they're three or four of the better ones that you'll see over in the mainland in the next 12 to 24 months. It, you know, we've obviously had a massively awesome run with Mystic Journey, yeah. still a star, the inevitable. So, but I think these are the next crop coming through. Yeah, beautiful. Good work. Well, thanks very much, Bear, and uh, best of luck with those runners over the weekend. Uh, that's uh, good, to, good to catch up with you. Thanks, boys. Anytime. Cheers, Rich. Richard Bear Robinson, uh, who has got some nice chances and uh, give us a bit of an update uh, on the Tassie horse uh, running in the showdown tomorrow. So that's uh, looking forward to that. Jacob Bevis is ready to go. And Jacob uh, is obviously hosting the Gallops uh, at Hobart on Sunday and covered the Group 1 Easter Cup from Launceston last Saturday. It was, it was a big day, wasn't it, Jacob? Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Yeah, it was a, a great night of, of racing there at uh, Launceston last Saturday night. Really did enjoy bringing the coverage to uh, the TADS racing platforms. And, um, yeah, it was a really good night. And, uh, of course, Emma Stewart and, and Mark Pitt had a, had a night out. Best bets for Sunday's, uh, for, for Sunday's meeting and a bit of a preview? 
Yeah, so the rail goes out to three metres at Hobart on Sunday. It was in the true uh, a couple of weeks ago when we last raced there. I've got a, a couple of best bets. Um, Going to get in nice and early in race one with uh, number seven, Pink Beauty. Yeah, she was thereabouts behind the likes of Bellow Bow and Jaguar Stone uh, during the summer. She's uh, since had a bit of a freshen up. She's coming through a, a pretty good trial where she beat Gigi Jet By, who came out and won the other the other night. So um, I'm going to go number seven, Pink Beauty, as uh, one of my or my best bet of the day. And I'm going to go with a bit of value in uh, race eight uh, with a horse called Tavi Run. That's number three, former Victorian galloper. I liked yep. the way he found the line first up uh, over the 1390 metres. I just think second up over 1600 metres, he was better suited over that journey and um, maybe at a bit of value he might be uh, he might be one to have a, a bit of an each way on the on the day bearing in mind we haven't got markets out yet yeah Tavi run I reckon that was with uh, Mick Price and uh, Michael Kent Jr is that right yeah I think it could have been actually likes, well, likes it, a soft deck is it, that's a, that's the horse we saw, we've seen a few horses leave the Kamani stable and uh, and go down to to Tassie and win they win first up I know this one's not first up it's been down there with uh, Siggy car for a little while, but yeah, I like the horse. Um, very good. And any each way plays. Uh, there's a nine race card at Hobart Sunday, mate. There's plenty of racing. We just spoke to Richard Bear Robinson, who's got a few runners, and uh, he tipped us into a few. Is there any you like at, at odds? Yeah, well, I'm hoping Tavi Run comes up uh, on an each way basis. Um, so that would probably have to be my my each way of the day. Um, yeah, it should be a good competitive day of racing, nine race program. Hopefully uh, a lot of, um, I guess, uh, value to be found. Well done, Jacob. Best of luck for the weekend. Thanks, guys. There is Jacob Bevis. We're going to go to a quick break now. When we come back on the other side, we'll have a chat Bustin to... Bustin and Young. That's who it was. Uh, Bustin yeah, and yeah. Young, not, That's not right. Brent Kemp. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a, a chat to Anthony Bullock, uh, who is a gun greyhound trainer over there in Tassie. So let's go to a break. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. Welcome back to Taz Racing Talk, the best hour on a Friday, that's for sure, to start the afternoon. And Lad broke it together with Mates Mode, gamble responsibly, call 1-800-858-858. Anthony Bullock, dog. This fella is the Tommy Smith of Greyhound yeah. training uh, over in Tassie. He's won multiple premierships. I think 12 of the last 13. Absolute jet. Anthony, welcome to Taz Racing Talk. <laughs> no, we haven't got We haven't got Anthony. We haven't Henry got me? Yeah, oh, we've got, we got you now, Anthony. 12 of the last 13 <laughs> premierships. Is that right? Yeah, about right. What happened to the one you lost? What, what, what went did. on? I was rubbed out. Oh, okay, there you go. So you had to give someone else a chance. Yes. <laughs> Magnificent. Now, uh, you're leading the premierships, uh, Premiership this year with 67 winners, uh, and you've got the biggest team in the state over there. Yeah, got pretty well nearly all the numbers. Um, we've travelled all three tra- all, all two tracks now, um, but we've probably got too many dogs for the two tracks now. Is that right? So how does how do, how does tell us uh, how your day goes when you get up in the morning? I'm obviously uh, uh, familiar with with gallop racing, but with greyhounds, what what time do you kick off in the morning? Does it is it early starts for you? No, no, to me neighbours try to keep the neighbours happy, so we don't start till about quarter past eight. <laughs> so we have sort of staggered staggered doing the dogs so that not everyone's out at once, and um, 
we try and keep the noise level down to a, a minimum. And you grew up in, in the industry, obviously, uh, your old man, Paul, who's uh, a trainer and administrator, and um, the cup in race five is named after him. Is it uh, always your ambitions to, to stay in the greyhound world? Yeah, always. My father used to be tied up in um, standard breeds and a long time ago, and then we moved for the dogs, and I've probably been in since I was nine, so I'm 57 now, so I've been there for a while. Um, but Dad's got a race in his honour on uh, Thursday, on Monday night, and um, has a few other life members um, that are going around. So you got three in the race, Enchanted Spirit, uh, Dewana, Dewana Milo, and Dewana Whatever. Uh, well, t- tell us about all three runners. Uh, Enchanted Spirit, uh, better not talk about him. <laughs> He's only making up the numbers. Dewana Milo's a nice dog since coming over from Victoria. Um, having his first 600 try in a pretty good field. Probably the box draw probably hasn't helped him much. Um, do one or whatever's been a, gone really good since he's been here. Probably starting to just get a little bit injury prone. Um, probably drawn the wrong side of the track, drawn outside quick Joey Small. So I think probably quick Joey Small or Dark Titan are probably the two dogs to beat. Anthony, when you talk about that, uh, injuries and, uh, as you might have gathered, I don't know a lot about the Greyhound caper, but uh, what, how does it come about? Like, you know, how how many runs do you get out of a, a dog in, in a preparation like? And, you know, obviously wear and tear would come about with, with older dogs. Is that correct? Yeah, but they have good runs and you have bad runs. Some dogs, you know, can be young and injury prone. Um, and then you get... Dogs like Kablins and that who went most of their life in the best of the best and they all broke down in the all in a week. So it's just a matter of you know, the dog and how you're racing and um, how many how much interference he gets in his runs. Gee whiz, yeah. So it's uh, and when you're taking dogs out for for exercise, how many how many have you got going at a time? Uh, we got them virtually split into lots of thirty. Yeah, and we and we, we do them in sort of three lots. Yeah. Big oh, go. Big go. And, and how much? How much exercise? There's isn't there? Isn't there like a rule of thumb? How much you got to get into them each day? Yeah, oh yeah. We try to get them out in the yards all the time running because it's probably good for them. Yeah. Um, when I was probably young, helping my father, we probably just wore out Sancho. He's probably walking them around the streets. <laughs> and I think now we just uh, put them in the runs and they virtually work themselves, or you work them beside the motorbike or run them out behind the drag. Have you ever had one that's that's got going on you? Just you couldn't hold you couldn't hold it back, Anthony. No, no, they're not they're not that mad. Um, <laughs> they're not that mad. They're not like Campbell Brain in his heyday. <laughs> I think he's still got a bit of it in him. Don't worry. Oh, fair, but when you look at him, <laughs> I've matured. I've matured. Hey, uh, Anthony, what, what's your your best chance across the the night? You've got plenty of runners, but to, who are you most confident in? Oh. It's hard to say. It's, pretty, it's a pretty even night. Um, I, th- I think I think what's known is probably the best dog in the state at the moment, Dancer of Flame. I think he's going places. Uh, probably on the better chance of the night's probably Tar Tracy in race 10, box 8, and it's probably a real chance of him and Foxwatch Knights running 1-2. Okay. Have I you like got that. a tip for us in the Illingworth Classic in race 6? I think Dancer of Flame is probably the quickest dog in the state. Yeah. Um, I think... I think box eight, he needed to do everything right. 
If he's to do the red, I think he would have been a good thing. Um, he's around 29-21. Um, he's come a long way since January sort of thing, this dog, and I think he's probably the dog. Whoever thinks they can beat him will probably win the race. Okay. Right, oh. Beautiful. Oh, it's good tonight. It's a big night Monday uh, Monday night for you at, at Launceston. So we wish you all the very best, Anthony, and uh, thanks for joining us. No worries, mate, boys. You, mate. There's Anthony Bullock, uh, as I say, the, the Tommy Smith of Greyhound Racing uh, over there in Tassie. 12 of the last 13 premierships. Uh, it's an enormous effort and uh, plenty of hard work and obviously a uh, busy, busy uh, kennel. That's what we call it, isn't it? We dog? do. We call it a kennel. Um, yeah, they they don't get up too early and do the uh, the training like um, horse trainers do. They uh, just, eight thirty is a nice start. Yeah, get a bit of a interesting. Sleeping. Interesting how he highlighted the fact uh, we don't want too much noise for the neighbours. Yeah, I suppose uh, when you got that many dogs, it could get a bit rowdy. Couldn't Maybe it? yapping and barking and clawing. Right, uh, we might jump to a break. When we come back on the other side, we'll talk to the guru in harness racing, Jamie Cockshaw. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. Welcome back to Taz Racing Talk. Don't forget, lad broke it together with mates mode. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. One man who gambles responsibly but loves it. He loves a gamble and he finds plenty of winners. That is Jamie Cockshut. Jamie, welcome to Taz Racing Talk. Hey. There you go, there, Sammy. Yeah, I'm all right. We're we're uh, up and about. How was the week for you, Jamie? Uh, you had harness racing uh, Sunday night, and oh, you've got it Sunday night and Monday night in Hobart. Yeah, we've got two meetings this week, mate. And yeah, we had a good weekend last weekend. But yeah, uh, we got long system Sunday, mate, and Monday at Hobart for the um, annual Anzac Day meeting, which you know is a pretty good card to be honest. They're both good cards and let's just hope we can find a few winners. Which one are you looking forward to the most? I like Hobart I'm a little bit concerned about Longcestle because last week, as you probably know, Emma Stewart came into town and demolished our local rivals and they did run some pretty quick time, so I'm just a little bit concerned that some of the runners might have had a little bit more taken out of them out of them than what they usually do. Okay. And how, so how many did she turn up with, uh, Jamie? She turned up for nine races and won nine of them. Wow. She won them all, mate. Fair <laughs> She won them all, mate. What, what was everyone all. thinking? Uh, well, don't, honestly, we all thought that. You know, I thought they'd win nine, but it just doesn't usually pan out like that way. It's obviously, something goes wrong on one of the races, yeah. they get wrong or something. But on paper, they did look, look like it, nine winners. But, you know, for it all come to fruition, like Mark Pitt done an amazing job driving them all. We just drove them to their strength and they just proved too strong, mate. And not one of them looked like getting beaten, to be honest. Wow. So what was the, um, what, if, if you, if, how did you go if you, if you backed all of them? What, what was the uh, end result? I think, result um, I tipped a few fellas just out the the nine leg margin. I think they got $31. Wow. For nine winners. So it, it ain't big odds when you look at it, but, but it was still better. Like there's a lot of them are dollar ten, dollar twelve, dollar sixteen, dollar eighteen. There's a couple at two dollars, which you know help the Maori get to, to better yeah. odds. But yeah, they're always short odds. But you know, a winner's a winner, I suppose. If people like back in the shorties, I'm not one of them. But um, but yeah, it was good to see quality horses come to the state, and you know, good on them for coming here and 
you know, breaking all the records Australasian-wide. That's what they've done. You know, she trained nine winners on a meeting, and Mark Pitt drove nine. That's something I've never seen done before. It was a successful trip, no doubt about that. Um, all right, let's have a look at some of your, your best bets on the program. We'll start with Launceston. Uh, what do you like? Race two, number one, Queen of Dance. Just gets the right draw. It's going to lead. No pressure early, and I reckon that'll be the difference in her winning in, instead of running a play, so I'm really keen on her. Over to race nine, number three, True Stepper. Had its first run in the state last week. and um, was very good. Hit the line strongly. Drawn three. If can find the lead, I reckon she can get the job done at around the $3.50 mark. Couple of value. Race seven, number four, Kia Vino Stride. It's a very tough race, but he races best in front, and I reckon he can bully his way to the top and give a good sight. Race eight, number three, Isla Miss Lucy. She was very brave last week in one of them races. I think Captain Rival won it. She done all the work and battled away well, and this is a lot easier, and I reckon she can get the job done as well at you know, 6 or $8. And a couple of odds come up. Race 5, number 8, Rock On Playboy. We'll give him another chance. Um, oh. He's drawn to get the right run, so he just needs a little bit of luck at the right time, and he can give a good side at double-figure odds in race 5. And over to the following race, race 6, number 7, the Democrat. Draw on the top of the track, but you know that'll give us an, you know probably be twenty one dollars from out there. And we'll need a lot of luck, but he's going well enough to win a race pretty soon, so he's worth a small play at those sort of odds. What about uh, for Hobart? What do you got for Hobart Monday night? Yeah, pretty keen race one number two. I see double. He got the job done for us last Friday night at five dollars, and um, he'll get the job done again on Mon- on Monday. But we won't be getting five dollars. We'll have to take two dollars. $42.50, I reckon, boys, but he will be winning. Race six, number five, Riley Major. Um, he'll appreciate dropping back to this much easier assignment. Small field suits, and he gets his chance to win, and he looks one of the better bets on the card as well. The value play comes up. Race five, number nine, Crispy Quick. Hasn't got a lot of winning form of late, but just maps to get the right right one. Good driving change, and I reckon that can be the recipe for success. And a couple of odds come up. Race 7, number 13, Taxi Meter. He'll be 30 or 40 to 1. Um, we'll need a lot of luck, but if he does get it, he's capable of getting over the top of his rivals late at good odds. And race 8, number 6, way better. Uh, we tipped her last week as a best bet. She got up at $8. So she's going to go around at probably longer odds this week. She's got a bit trickier draw in a slightly tougher race, but um, she don't owe us nothing, so she's worth another play at around the 10 or $12 mark as well, boys. Right, so a bit of value there, that's for sure. And uh, I see double the best for Hobart uh, race one. I think I'm going to have something on that because uh, last couple of weeks I've had a few nights where You've I've been uh, seen double. Seen double. Yeah, I've been seeing double. It's been uh, <laughs> catching up with everybody, Jamie. It's uh, yeah, it's, no, uh, I'll go the same, mate. I'll listen. Tell you what, the girth is suffering. I'm uh, all elastic, and it's uh, and it's getting bigger. So. It's, well, uh, you, you'll, have to get in, you'll have to get onto one of Brownie's, um, you know, routines, mate. Get out in the fit, you know, one of the fitness routines. Yes, exactly yeah. right. Well, you know, you know what he does. He does. He, he often does a shift here. Uh, he often does a shift here, and then he goes and turns the steam on. Well, he has. He actually has one of his people turn the steam on for him down there, and has, and it's probably a good thing, isn't it? Just, just a sweat. Just, yeah. just a bit of a sweat. I, Cleanse yourself. And, I feel like a jockey. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, tell you what, it's a tough way of doing it. I, 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 uh, I don't miss that, getting in the sauna, that is for sure. But anyway, oh, well, that's good. Good weekend of racing then. And, and uh, 
well supported. Uh, those cards have been really well supported, Jane. Oh yeah, they have, mate. And, you know, they've really got two two good race cards. You know, fair bit of depth in the races, and um, yeah, no, there'll be a winner or two down there, Sammy. And you know, like our guest is going to be Gareth Rattray, and he'll play the leading role in most of them races as well. Some of the ones I like, that's for sure. Yeah. He's ready to go now. The Hall of Fame hardest driver. So uh, welcome, Gareth, to Taz Racing Hour. Is he there? You there? Hello, Gareth. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry. I just I just gave you the big opening and uh, <laughs> we couldn't hear you. But anyway, it's good good to go. Uh, Jamie, take over. Take take the reins. How you going there, Gareth, mate? Yeah, good. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, we'll start off long system, mate. You're on a first starter in the first round called Kent Scarlet Play. Um, been trialling okay. Um, only a small field, which is going to certainly. Got, she has to be some chance, that's for sure, even though that Cheeky Eagle might go around at short odds, but Cheeky Eagle's got 2-2-2-2 next to its name. It might be a bit of a non-winner, so Scarlet Place has to be some sort of hope. You would think so. That race is only a small field. Cheeky Eagle's obviously the, the one to beat, but the small field helps her, and, and she has tried well, so I expect a forward showing. We go across to Mr. Gently. He's a very consistent type, trained by Craig Hayes. He was very brave last week in the um, Kevin Gillies Memorial. Gets a good run through early. Um, you probably have to put him into the race at some stage because that's where he races best and, and get out of trouble. But if he gets up on speed, mate, he's going to take plenty of holding out. That's right. He's strong enough to do the work um, in his races. He's, he's strong enough. Look, his run last start was, was good. Um, you couldn't stop him the Stuart's horses on the night. Uh, so his run was full of merit uh, on that occasion. Sunday's race, he's, he's going to have to be, you know, do a bit of work to, to figure in the finish there, but I think he'll um, go pretty close. And there's another one I like you drawing along, certainly try yards. I don't think you've driven it much of late. It's called Max Marita. Um, just being... Not having a lot of luck of late. Game got a tricky draw, but um, if you can get the right sort of trip, I reckon she can make a presence felt late. Exactly. She needs the right sort of run. I think if you uh, drive, her, drive her with a sit, she can get home pretty well. So, in saying that, um, you know, drawing five, it's a little bit tricky, but if you can, she can be there close enough, I think she's all right. Then we'll head across to Hobart on Monday, mate. You've got a, you've got a couple of handy drives, and the first of them is the Paul Ashwood trained ideal pace. Um, done nothing wrong since coming across to Tassie. Two for two and two very impressive wins. Um, this race is slightly stronger than what has been racing, but um, I'm sure uh, all connections think he's up to the task on, on Monday. I think he will be. Um, he seems pretty strong and got a good sprint on him, so... You know, he's drew five again. Whether whether we go forward or not, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, look, I think I think you can overcome that, and um, you know, hopefully, prove a bit too good. Then we'll go across to the feature in the Brighton Cup. It's only a small field, but there's a little bit of quality. Um, Riley Major in a bit. You're going Kimberland Beach. Um, had his first run back for about 15 months last last Saturday night and he came off the 20 metres and he was very good. He hit the line strongly out wide, which was hard to do last week. So 
as long as he's pulled up well and, and fit enough and steps from the front line, he can give some cheek if he lobs on top, that's for sure. Yeah, that's right. He His first out run was good, I thought, off 20 motors. Uh, I think they went 159 on the stand, uh, you know, and he was, he was still there at the finish. He, um, I guess Monday's race, there's not a lot in it, uh, but the back markers will sort of have to make them, make them work a bit. Um, but I think Riley Major, he's probably the one to beat in that race. Yeah, no, he is, mate. Then we'll head across to the last. I've picked one of these three odds in the last. My old like Romeo. He just maps to get the right sort of run. You know, like if Kovevi Hustle gets going at the bell and you can get onto his back, I reckon you'll get into the race. And, you know, if he gets pulled out of the top of the straight, he's got a chance to to get over the top and around about the eight ten dollar mark. Sounds good, doesn't it? Um, yeah, look, <laughs> he he's been there about uh, in his races. hasn't hasn't won. He wins out. Wins. I mean, wins when he gets the luck. But uh, hopefully, he'll get it Monday and and um, should end up a good weekend. Hopefully. Yeah, well, you got you got the six of them there, mate. Which one um, are you going to put the listeners in to put a few dollars, few dollars on, buddy? I'd have to say ideal pace. Oh, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think it's just a really good race between ideal pace, Macho Move, and Always Be a Lady. And but ideal pace is a winner, and he'll get every chance to continue on his winning way. So there you go, listeners. I reckon he'd be three dollars plus and. The Hall of Fame rangeman has tipped us into him, so he's definitely the one to to get on out of Gareth's drives over the weekend. Beautiful. Well, thanks very much for your time, Gareth. Uh, good luck, and uh, thanks again, Jamie. All the very best, mate. We'll be tuning in Sunday night and Monday night, and hopefully it's a fill-up. No worries then, fellas. Enjoy. Have a good weekend. Good times. Yes. There's Jamie Cockshut uh, just giving us the harness racing report there, and good chat with uh, Gareth. We're off to a break. When we come back on the other side, we'll get a market update with Tommy Ackett from Labrokes. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. Welcome back to Taz Racing Talk. Dog, Tommy Hackett, he knows everything about the markets going on. He does. And he is our number one man. I heard Tommy this morning uh, up in Queensland doing his best work. Uh, Tommy, welcome to Taz Racing Talk. Hello, boys. Uh, we've Group 1 racing, no Group 1 racing this weekend, but still plenty of good uh, meetings right around the country, including, uh, I think it's a, a sneaky good meeting at uh, Hobart on Sunday. I think there's a, a few horses that we can uh, tip into the punters this afternoon. We certainly can. Before that, uh, I want to ask you about Bello Bo, the uh, Adam Trinder-trained Tassie runner that's... Uh, that's come across and is the favourite in race six, the uh, million dollar showdown. Has that had any support to uh, to kick off the uh, the day, mate? Bello Bow. It has been Brown Dog. It's the favourite and the Lovebrokes market mover in the showdown. Made its uh, Victorian racing debut in the Valley Pearl there, and no one missed that run. It was no luck in running whatsoever. Never really got a shot at them. And its foreman, Tasmania, before that, had been outstanding. So I don't think it's a particularly strong addition to the showdown. I think it's a race that has uh, a fairly long tail to it. So 
doesn't surprise me that uh, punters have got behind Bellow Bow. And there's also the fact that same colours, same trainer as uh, Mystic Journey, who we know is uh, one of the most popular horses we've had in recent times. So I think punters, there's a bit of hope that punters, uh, for, that Adam Trinder can find and another Mystic Journey and uh, Bellow Bow could be exactly that. Yeah, what else are we looking at this weekend, Tommy? Head to uh, Sunday at Hobart. We don't have any markets available at, at this stage, but there's still uh, a number of interesting races. I think we can start off uh, in race six, uh, a race where Scotty Brunton does have a very strong hand, as he so often does. But I think number one, Ivoryman, is the horse to beat here in race six. Uh, doesn't win out of turn, Ivoryman, the, the veteran gelding, but uh, first up off a, off a bit of a break. And if he brings his best form, I think he's going to be pretty tough to beat here. I think from Barry and Nine, he'll go forward with uh, the young apprentice, Chelsea Baker, in the saddle, give his rivals something to chase here. And he, he does have a pretty good record at Hobart. So he's a horse that doesn't necessarily win out of turn, but he, he very rarely runs a bad race. So I think he's a, a really good each-way bet there because I'm confident he'll be in the finish. Uh, if you look ahead to a race seven, it's a really strong race, this one. And uh, one of my favourite horses in Tasmania is first accused for Scotty Brunton as well. Another horse that uh, was very, very good during the Tasmanian Summer Racing Carnival. It's had a little bit of a freshen up, now back uh, back in action. And it's a horse, I'm confident, is good enough to, to mix it in some black tight races in, in Victoria as well. So got a big weight in this race. We'll carry, 64, we'll carry 61 kilos after the three kilo claim of Chelsea Baker. But definitely the class runner here, four from eight at Hobart. And I'm um, hoping that first accused is in for a big campaign. So I think he could be the, the next sort of Scotty Brunton horse that uh, makes his name known in uh, Victoria and right around the country as well. And then we'll look ahead to the last race on the card as well. And uh, it's my theme of the afternoon. I'm with Scotty Brunton in a big way. And uh, there's a 10-start a ten maiden that I still think can get the job done uh, on Sunday afternoon. That's Helen, number six, race nine, number six. Wow. Racing well, without, racing well without winning. It's up to 2,100 metres here again. I think this is the day to get the uh, the maiden race win on the board. If it doesn't win on Sunday, it may have to go in the never again file because it's not the strongest race. But I think uh, Hellet can get the job done. Sticky car in the saddle from Barrier 4 will have every possible chance in the run. Gee, your game, Tommy. Your game <laughs> tipping that. Ten goes, never won a race. I, I, and back to that first accused, we obviously had Bear Robinson on, uh, who's a part owner in that horse. And he um, spoke glowingly about that horse. He, he thinks it's in for a really uh, good, great preparation. And you would think coming back... This time round, it's going to be bigger, stronger. It'll be an improved horse. And, and as you say, can can get over to uh, Victoria and, and have a presence in, in some better races because uh, it's got a great record, 14 starts, six wins, a uh, good race for it to kick off in and, and drawn the one gate, gets the claim for, for Chelsea Baker. It's, gee, it ticks a few boxes, doesn't it? It's, going to, it's probably going to be the race of the afternoon that everyone's really going to be uh, looking for that horse to... to you know, step out and, and blow them away. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Sammy. And you've got Heller in that race as well, who we know at one stage was getting touted as a, a potential Group 1 filly. She has had her issues a long time uh, since we've seen her at the races. So she's one to keep an eye out for. I think she'll definitely be better for the run, but hopefully we see her back to a semblance of her best form as well because at one stage she was one of the most exciting uh, fillies in the country and she's unbeaten at Hobart uh, as well. So this is definitely short of her best trip and I think she'll need this as a, as a fitness run, but really excited to see her back at the races and hopefully uh, this preparation we get her back to her best form.
The trainers' premierships are uh, an interesting one, isn't it? Like Adam Trinder is on uh, fifty-two, Scotty Brundon forty-nine, and then uh, back to to Glenn Stevenson, uh, who's who's uh, a bit behind. But you know, in the next couple of months, they're they're going to be throwing everything at it. These two uh, these two leading trainers, Adam Trinder and and Scott Brunton. You know, Scotty Brunton, he knows what it takes to 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 take out a premiership. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting premiership race in the next few months. And uh, it's always exciting when there, when there is a premiership race that goes down to the wire. I think, though, that uh, Adam Trinder, he's done a, a marvellous job with his stable this season. He's uh, absolutely flying. But I do think that Scotty Brunson, the sheer weight of numbers, I think will will get him home. I think he's been a little bit lucky uh, this uh, in, in recent months, Scotty Brunton. He's had a lot of second-place finishes. Uh, his, his strike rate's not as good as it once was, but I think he, with a lot of his stable stars sort of returning to action in the next few months, I think uh, Scotty Brunton will, uh, will, will win this premiership. I, was, I think I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up winning relatively comfortably, just purely from a numbers game. But if you look at Adam Trinder's strike rate this, this season, 27.2% is unbelievable. So he's done a, a terrific job, Adam Trinder. And uh, as, as we said, hopefully Bellow Bow can be his, uh, his new stable star because he, he's a, a great trainer and a really good uh, ambassador for racing in Tasmania as well. He's so well-spoken. He's such a likeable trainer and a likeable horseman. So hopefully uh, he can win the showdown on, on Saturday and uh, give uh, Scotty Brunson a serious race in this battle for the premiership. There's no, no doubt about that, Tommy. Uh, thanks very much for that update and uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks, boys. Have a great weekend. There is Tommy Hackett. Uh, We're going to take a quick break now, and then we'll come back and wind things up. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. Welcome back to Taz Racing Talk, and we are in the final couple of minutes, dog. Uh, Yeah, it looks like a good, good weekend of racing. I must... Uh, give a shout out to uh, the Jockeys Premiership too because we yeah, mentioned who's be- leading that. So we've got Cody Jordan on fifty, Sigrid Carr forty one, Erica Byrne Burke on forty, and then Brendan McCool on thirty eight. So, um, you know, it's obviously Sigrid is is nine behind Cody Jordan, but doing a great job job Sigrid because she's training as well. I think she's trained eighteen winners uh, this season. It's yeah. a you know it's a it's a huge, huge effort. It's uh, and Brendan McCool, like you know, he always has a presence in the Premiership. His strike rate's twenty five, twenty five percent, and and uh, yeah, he's he's been been over there at the top of his game for a long time, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's uh, she's good, Cody Jordan. Yes, get, and getting really good support. So um, the the that looks pretty much clear cut at this stage. But anything can happen, can't it? You know, um, obviously uh, with jockeys, they cop a suspension and can uh, for a couple of weeks, and it can slow things up. And uh, so, but obviously the the trainers' premiership is um, is pretty tight at the moment, and. Tommy Hackett telling us that he, he thinks Scotty Brunton will finish with uh, with a real charge, and there's no doubt about uh, first accused. It's in for a great preparation. It'll be, uh, I think, uh, one of the uh, most popular horses uh, going around on uh, Sunday that'll be watched there over in Tassie. All right, that is us. Uh, try all new Labrokes mates mode today. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 858 We'll be back next week with the Taser Racing Talk.